Hello and welcome to The Pyramid, a Scottish football podcast where we shine the light on life at clubs across the SPFL, plus many more in the Highland League, Lowland League and beyond. Joining me, Kenny Crawford, for our fourth episode is Livingston midfielder Josh Mullen, Montrose defender Andrew Steves, our Broth midfielder James Cregan and Aloha striker Liam Buchanan. And he brought a couple of extra guests along too. Say hello. Hello, who's that we've got then, Liam? That's Winter, uh-huh. and that's Mason. Hi. Hi, Mason. Hi, Mason. The two boys are sleeping now. Okay, well, that's good. You've got half the normal load then. I got them for a nap, so that was quite good. <laughs> Glad to be here for episode four of the Pyramid podcast. We've got Josh Mullen with us, Livingston midfielder, who has just secured a top six place. Josh, how are you? Good, mate. Thank you. And we've also got James Cregan back at our broth. Things didn't go well at the weekend, James, but spirit's okay. Yeah, no, disappointing defeat, but yeah, the spirit's still high and another tough game this coming weekend. And Liam Buchanan, Alois match winner at the weekend. I think that was about 20 <laughs> yards, that winner, Liam, yeah? It's actually the fullest I've ever scored a goal, I think, to be honest with you. <laughs> so that was a good goal anyway, beating the informed team Queen of the South. We'll talk yeah. more about that in a minute. And we're also pleased to have Montrose defender Andrew Steves. Andrew, how are you? Looking forward to getting back on Saturday? Uh, just buzzing to be back. I mean... Three months out, it's madness, isn't it? You just want to be back playing football and hopefully this is it. Fingers crossed, no other stoppages and that's us going. Good stuff, Andrew, good stuff. Well, let's go back to Liam to begin with because we should probably give some context to listeners who might hear the odd goo or gaga in the background. Liam, you're currently in charge of the kids, so just remind everyone how many kids you've got and how many you've got with you just now. I've got the four. I've got two with me, two are sleeping. But yeah, I think I can hear somebody crying, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you feel free to duck in and duck out when, when you can. It might have been the missus crying, to be honest with you. I don't know if it was the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking a little bit more about that winner at the weekend. Queen of the South were obviously the form team in the championship. They'd only lost one in their last 11 before that. And you go down there and win 3-2. Tell us a bit more about the game. It was actually not a bad game. It was quite attacking. Oof, they're very good at attacking. To be fair, they're quick up front, solid at the back. They've done a lot better than what I expected them to do this season. We played them earlier on in the season and I didn't think they would do quite as well as what they have done. And all credit to Alan Johnston, the, the final cylinders at the moment. And I think even the last time we were, the last time we, team we beat them before we just beat them. But yeah, good side. Um, down there, it's always a hard place to go. Yeah, that's enough. It's still was a hard place to go, and obviously two two, and then the gaffer sitting on the top, the top man, eh, and just to win the game for us, I think. Eh? Yeah, that's right, that's right. So talk us through the goal. Who teed you up? And was it was a bit twenty yards, wasn't it? Twenty yards at least, I would say. Um, no, I think it was Ray. Played the ball in. I was in a bit of space. Managed to drive through and defenders don't know why, just didn't close me down. I think they must have thought there's no way he is shooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, uh, it was definitely a good strike. Low into the bottom left-hand corner. And a wee celebration yeah. as well. Yeah, Kenny, I like it. You've obviously seen it. You, you admired the strike. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe, Liam, when obviously you get to that stage of the season now where obviously you're checking results, aren't you? And then the team's in there about to... So we've gone and got beat on Saturday. You boys have picked up three points. And then to see Liam Buchanan win it as well. I was surprised at that. Then even more surprised. I, I definitely wasn't surprised at that. I was surprised I got on this week. Not that I actually scored the winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'd like it for you anyway. It was a good win. Yeah, no, nah, it was good. Good to, uh, good to get back on the pitch, to be fair. I've only been on for a few weeks. So it was, um, it was good to get on and good to get the winner, especially because... 
we need that. We need to close that gap a wee bit. Put a wee bit of pressure on you, and your wee bum will start going like that, Craigs. <laughs> <laughs> Not just us, Liam. It's tight. Four or five teams down there. Nah, there is. There is. To be fair, we need to just try and drag them on a wee bit closer. And Josh, let's talk a bit about your game at the weekend as well, because obviously that was a really significant win against Hamilton Ackies and. You've secured that top six spot, but it's not as if you just squeezed in. You're in fifth at the moment and a bit of a sniff of fourth as well. So talk us through the relief at the final whistle just when you knew top six was definite. But you see, that is a bit of a bit of relief. I think it was more so because we'd went on that 14 game unbeaten run and then we started to have quite a lot of games in the week and we had a wee bit of a blip. So it was more just the fact that, like, let's be honest, it starts to play in your mind a wee bit eh, when you're you're trying to get over the line. So once we got it, it was a relief. Um, like you said, we'll get a great chance of maybe getting fourth. So it's probably better now we can get and play with a wee bit of, a wee bit of freedom, um, knowing that it's done. But I think if, like, obviously, if in-house we're kind of being honest, we're saying that we'd like to finish um, fifth at least. We don't want to drop down to, to maybe sixth. So keep playing the way we've been playing and, and see what happens. And when you went back into the changing room after Saturday, 4.45, is it a case of you all kind of slumped in the seats and just thought we've done it? Is that give, give us an insight into what it's like after you've achieved that? Uh, well, in a 14-game unbeaten run, it was weird when we came in, nothing was getting said. Just every, as soon as we got in straight away, it was Thunderboy, yeah, was put on the big speaker and just everybody, everybody gone mental to be fair. So that's the first we've, we've had it on in a few weeks. So I think Davey went to speak and then somebody went to play the song and he just said, oh, get it on then. So like you said, it was just relief that song was on and then it was just everybody sitting and saying, that's it, done, hopefully hopefully we can kick on now and, and see where it takes us. We had um, Lee Miller on, I think it was last week, wasn't it, Kenny? We had him on, loved his time at Livingston and he was just like giving us a bit of insight into how Davey Martindale works and stuff like that and just how professional the setup is. I know you've alluded to us there just beforehand about three sessions a day sometimes as well. Is it something that you, you've noticed a step up from the clubs that you've been at? I think, mate, it was... Obviously, I was I was here before I went to Ross County and they always try and... Maybe even if there's stuff that... Saying, like, some boys don't agree with like you're saying and that it is very hard. I think that's when you come here, that's what you need to... You obviously need to buy into that. But I think when you go away from it and you come back, like, you see the structure, like, David tries to date... Even Bucks will tell you he was there, like... In terms of like your ice baths every day, like you don't you don't miss a trick here. It's like it's honestly like camp sometimes in it, Bucks. It's <laughs> it's like being an army. It's like being an army. Like, uh, everything is like right down to details, but that's the way Davey wants to work, and that's how that's how he's done so well. So like you, you don't don't no terms you don't get a minute, but you're always working on something, which is a good thing if you want to if you want to work hard and you want to learn, obviously, but. The way you do stuff here is uh, you're, you're always at it. Like, you're never... Intense. Uh, you don't get a chance to take the foot off the gas, definitely. Like, see, that's that's what, five past... At quarter past three, people probably think that quarter past three playing football back in the house is the club the house, but it's just... Get the violin out, Josh. A Premier League, you should be <laughs> playing quarter past three. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but to be fair, like, obviously, that's the reason why I came back. Like, I knew what I was coming back to, Um but since I've come back, it's that step up again. Like every year they've progressed. Um, I think you've seen this is the second year in a row, top six finishes. So it's definitely a club going in the right direction. Yeah. Do you know I think being in that often and around each other that often though, like massively contributes to that unbeaten run? Because obviously I'm, I'm assuming you didn't play well every single game, but you've probably dug some stuff out. And if you're in that long every day around each other, that must help. It's 100%. You're right, Bucks. <laughs> 
hundred percent. Like we ran, we ran Carson genuinely in the the fourteen game unbeaten run. I think you've seen for our teams like there was like two three changes every game, and usually we get boys that won the plane that we had would spit the dummy. But that fourteen game run, like genuinely never seen it like that. Eh? Like everybody was just together. Like it was just a group of it felt like a group of mates in here. Obviously, when you're winning, like it's that bit easier because everybody's in a good mood. But that's the way it was. It was just like a group of mates, like in here working hard and enjoying it. And like you said, it's lockdown, so you can't you can't really go anywhere anyway. So boys are maybe staying a bit longer and doing a bit extra because they're going home to sit and doing that anyway. So it's been great the last few months. Yeah, I feel for you. You have to spend that much time with Craig Sybil though on a daily basis. So I'll leave that one out there. <laughs> By the way, Sibs is in next door getting somebody a haircut, and I'm not even kidding on. <laughs> Whose hair is he doing and we'll look out for it at the weekend? Yeah, I don't know if I can say in case anything comes yet, to be okay. fair. Tell me he's doing chips. No, we can't has done yet. He's not yet. Andrew, let's bring you in here because you're obviously at Montrose just now. Josh has just been talking there about a club going in the right direction. And if there's another club going in the right direction in Scotland at the moment, there would be a few people that would throw their names of their clubs in. But Montrose has got to be one of them. Playing Falkirk at the weekend as you get back underway again. Why is it so good to be at Montrose just now? As Josh said earlier, we've probably got like a group of mates playing in a football team at the minute and it's it's unbelievably close I mean I know Craggs knows a couple of the boys and stuff like that there and, and I've seen Montrose almost first hand at times but first contract at 16 at St Johnston and this is a decade later there's never been a changing room like it like it's a group of idiots playing football for each other on a Saturday you know what I mean it's honestly it's so much fun the manager and, and all the staff all buy into that as well like all got similar personalities all challenge each other I mean there's fallings out but never really affects it like it's, it's just such a tight group of players and that has to be the number one sort of thing that's had our success in the last sort of five six years yeah definitely I think you mentioned there Steezy that I, I sort of experienced it firsthand last year when I came back up on loan and did a bit of extra training with you guys as well just the fact that you let, let me in as well it just shows what the club's all about really but no yeah some really good players as well really good players tight-knit group and obviously the manager and the coaching staff I think you know, they've done a great job there, haven't they? And you play a certain work brand of football as well, which is always good to see. Yeah, I mean, some people often say, like, being such a tight group of guys, you might think we'll run about a lot, we'll tackle, we'll press, we'll do all this sort of things. But there are players in there that, that can play, like, properly play. Like, Sean Dillon, obviously, speaks himself at the level he's played that. But, like, players that possibly haven't had an opportunity at higher levels when they maybe should have done, like, Louis Milne immediately comes to mind. Like, Louis can play. Like, I mean, properly play, like, the ability that he's got. Harry Cochran's obviously with us. Chris Mockery, who's obviously on loan from Dundee United. Like, these are players that I've no doubt could play championship and above-level football. Like, they're, they're special players, you know what I mean? That's, it definitely helps. But for us rats just running around tackling everyone else and then just give the ball to, like, the two or three players that can actually play. And that was what I was going to ask, Andrew, because... The championship's a real possibility for you guys if you can keep yourself in the mix and then anything can happen in the playoffs. You might even win the title. I'm not ruling that out either. But the idea of Montrose in the championship to you, how does that sound? Be careful how I answer this because the manager will always say, like, when you talk to the press, eighth is a priority and all these sort of things, just stay in the league. But just over the last couple of years, having played a few sort of championship teams and premiership teams in the Betfreds, I don't think it's like an outrageous possibility that we could go in there and do well. I mean, our growth and Aloha have both shown that part-time teams can go into that league and be good, not just survive, but actually contribute to the league and be very, very good teams. So, I mean, it's not an outrageous possibility that we go however the season finishes and end up a championship team at the end of the year. 
And Josh, coming back to you, we're talking about Montrose and this podcast is called The Pyramid. We want to cover teams right down whatever level in, in Scottish football and beyond as well. And we think back to your history in terms of your playing career and that stint, I think it was 2012 to 14, maybe you were at Kilburnie Laidside. How important a spell in the juniors and a grounding did that give you? Tell us a bit about that. It's been massive. I think, uh, like I've said to you before, Kenny, like, the way I kind of come through, like, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Like playing every week, but playing with a group of men. And like Andy said, like players in that control team that could play at a higher level, I played with boys at junior level like that. They had maybe just fell away from football. Like Everybody's seen it. Like There's players with so much ability, but as soon as it's no going away, they just they chuck it. Whereas I just fell away from football altogether, all went and played junior. And then from there on in, I think somebody had paid a fee. Everything I'd went to paid a fee all the way up. And then obviously Livingston done that as well. So as I started to up... money for Josh? <laughs> <laughs> David, David. Every, everybody's paid a fee for me. I'm so good. <laughs> so, I, think the, I think the fee was like maybe like £2,000 or something. It was nothing crazy. A cup of tea and a packet of biscuits. <laughs> 10%, Josh, 10%. But like I say, like, even as small as it is, I think that kind of gave me the belief every time that I was moved up that I could maybe go and play at a, a higher level. And as Bucks knows, like, I can run. So running was always... That, that's all you could do. <laughs> running, like, was my thing. So I always knew if I, if I stayed if I stayed fit, then obviously I believed in my other attributes that I've got that I could that I could go again. So every kind of season, that's the, that's the way it's been. And then getting up to Ross County probably helped me as well in terms of, like, off the field stuff. <laughs> Just up. Even the Wayne's laughing at Bucks. <laughs> Mate, honestly, she's <laughs> killing herself. Who is this guy talking? <laughs> In fairness to you, you did improve every year for going to League One, then up to the Championship with Livy and then Premier League and then Ross County and stuff. You did improve. And probably the way Livingston played, I thought helped you as well in terms of they were, well, we were hard work inside and you could just get the ball wide and, and your delivery is second to none. It's, it's probably one of the best I've played with. So there's a good compliment for you. I appreciate that, mate. You're putting balls in like that, do you know what I mean? It's it's obviously no went unnoticed. And, and that's why guys are paying the big money for you, Josh. The big mean? money, the £2,000 fees in that way. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, like when you're playing with guys like you, Bucks, I know you'll be in the box, eh? So, it's the confidence, isn't it, Josh, that obviously you've you've gone from the juniors up to the SPL and every step you've taken, um, you felt comfortable level. And obviously we all know we've all played at lower leagues and we've all gone up. It's once you adapt to that level, it's being able to adapt to that level, and you gain confidence from that, don't you? I mean, from playing against you personally, I remember playing against you when you were probably just signed for Livy away at Rafe when I was uh, there, and then playing against you for Dunfermline when I was a makeshift left wing back and you were playing right, right mid. Do you know what I mean? You adapt to you've always been able to adapt to the level, and that gives you that confidence, doesn't it? To, to think, actually, yeah, I, I belong in, I can keep progressing forward 100%. Me, I think it's like I say, like I would never change the way that I. I can prove it. Even like Fox Andy's obviously Monday night and that might even tell you. Like I think a lot of people that go through the system end up kind of falling away. Whereas I was never really in it. I kind of took that step away myself and then just came through the leagues. And I personally think it's the it's the best thing I've ever done. And if I'm being honest, like sometimes the low leagues get overlooked. But even even when we play the Betfred Cup games at the the start of the season, like I love going away to like the lower league rounds in that because, like I said, that's where I, I enjoy playing my football at the start. So I always enjoy going back to places like that. And with the Highland League and, and you know, Lone League now, it's some serious 
talent in those leagues, obviously, we, just me, books know Calum Higginbottom as well, him playing in the Lowland League, people like that is, the standard now is just, that's only going to be brought on for younger lads. You know, if I'm a younger lad, if I'm playing 18s at Rangers, or would I rather play in the Lowland League every Saturday? Wouldn't be, to, to top myself up, I think I'd probably do that. Just go play, yeah. Right, I think you can see now, like, obviously we're like, League One and that come back, they're taking the boys on loan for like, yeah, we did Fash doesn't know go East Fife as well or something, I think. Is he went to loan East Fife, uh-huh. I think he's high. Yeah. He, everybody knows like there's like Andy said there's there's players down there that's that's more than capable of playing at a higher level. Um hundred percent. Like I um, think boys coming from like top like, top premiership level obsession sometimes hit League One and hit League Two and they're totally stunned by the standard. Yeah. Like, they've no idea how good it is. Like they get there and they go, Oh my word, like if I want to hit my first team at my actual premiership team. I need to be better than what's down in League One, League Two in the Championship. And they're just totally taken aback by how good the players are. Uh-huh. 100%. always remember being in Albion Rovers and the boy Jamie Ball was there. And he'd played, he just came from Motherwell and he'd played in like Europa League and that. And he was one of the boys just so laid back. Like, still good mates of now, but like unbelievable talent. Made it look so easy. And I'm thinking to like that's probably where I need to try and get to. Do you know what I mean? So, came on trial at Thistle when I was there and he was a good player in the box and you just keep the ball for fun just popping it unbelievable nearly as good as Joe Sheeran but I think Joe man did you see our cardboard cutters at the stadium that's why I brought him up <laughs> what a guy man what a guy I think I saw that in one of the bits uh, one of the live games Liam and I he was like, 60, I 60 pound a piece for it 60 pound a piece for it <laughs> Andrew, I'm going to set you a challenge because Liam Buchanan turns 36 later this month and he's still yep. absolutely banging the goals in as we've been talking about. And in his senior career, he's had 10 clubs. I'm going to ask you and see if you can name a good five or six of them. 10 clubs in, in well, nine in Scotland, one in Ireland. So have a wee stab. Played against the East Five. Yep. So obviously, Aloha. Two. He's crumbled already. <laughs> on the spot, and the phone's next to me. I was so close to getting Wikipedia open as quickly as I could without anyone seeing. James, can you give my hand? I'm going to say, obviously, I know Partick Thistle has played there. He's a bit of a legend yeah. now. I'll give him that. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Great Rovers. Yeah, four. Yep. I'm flapping here. I actually don't have any more to give. Okay, I'll go down the rest of the list. Cowden Beath, where you were a good four or five years, weren't you, Liam? Yeah, uh, started there. Yeah, Dunfermline are in there. Airdrie are in there. Air are in there. And I think obviously Livingston we've talked about. And the, what's the what? Tell us about the one that's outside of Scotland. Sligo, Sligo Rovers. I went over there for a bit. Won the first oh. league in thirty six years as well. So isn't it coincidence? Is it coincidence? The Premier League club probably because of me. I'm not trying to blow my trumpet, but <laughs> my back Division, was killing me that season. It was Division Two, though. You got them up. <laughs> My back was killing me, honestly. When you look back over those nine or ten clubs, where would you say you had your your happiest spell, or the, the spell where you just thought everything was going right on and off the pitch? Um, I enjoyed Thistle. I just had a lot of injuries there. Um, really liked the club, the fan base, and everything was that. It was almost she's don't know what she's doing here. Um, the fan base was really good. That there's a good changing room. Um, and the manager got on really well with him, you know, McCall, because he was he was good to me. But probably, I mean, my best spell was probably at Livingston in League One. That was, yeah, it was probably not until I actually came away from the club that I realised how good a club it was. And like you say, we, we Josh speaks about Davy how and it, it's intense, but it's all for the greater good. I think if you look where they are now, then it's fair to say that, that everything they're doing is working and everything is intense and you've got to be working hard. 
But yeah, I would say the best spell would probably be Livingston and Partick, probably one of them that I look back with fond memories. Do you have any, obviously you play for a lot of teams and you're still playing, Liam, do you have any kind of like regrets on your career? I know you've had a really solid career and a really good career. Anything that, you know, moves that you maybe just missed out on or, you know, if you'd signed there instead of there, you know, is there anything that springs to mind with that? Uh, yeah, no, like even like leaving clubs, I always think if it, if it felt right at the time, um, then you, you kind of really regret it. Like leaving Thistle was hard, but I had so many injuries, I felt I just needed that change to, to try and change something in my career. Um, I was injured far too much there and I couldn't really quite get over it. Um, and then thankfully, once I'd left, the, the sort of injuries kind of slowed down a wee bit, especially on my groins. Obviously, Livingston left to go to Rafe Rovers. to Stanley one, so that was an easy decision. But at the time, it felt right. And obviously, looking back, Livingston now go to the Premier League and, and they won the championship the year after. But I think at the time, it felt right. So I, I tend not to kind of regret it too much. When you were at Thistle, I would like to talk about Dunfermline in a minute in the Premier League when you were there, but you, yes. when you were at Thistle, you had a really iconic goal against Rangers. Was that Ibrox in one of the Cups, Liam? No, no, that was that was Damon Gray, I think you're thinking about, Kenny. Oh, sorry, sorry, it was Damon Gray, I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he these days, by the way? Anyway, I'll ask you about Dunfermline instead, because my yes. question about Dunfermline was, he scored, I think, five or six goals in the Premier League that season, 2011-12. And when I think you... it was seven just off the top of my head. Seven, fair enough. We'll give you another couple. Did you feel <laughs> comfy up there? Yeah, I think um, Jeffries came in at the end of the season. I don't know. if I, I like McIntyre. I like Joe McIntyre. I like his training. He was very upbeat. I always felt that if he had stayed, then we, we possibly could have stayed up. And Andy, when we look at, you mentioned Stuart Petrie earlier on, and the fact he's got the balance right with his type of management, he's not someone I've, I've come across before as a manager or interviewed. I've, I remember him as a player when he played for Dunfermline and up front and really solid striker. But is he a manager you feel has, has got potential to have a, a good career at Montrose and potentially beyond? I mean, he's, he's obviously got, a, he's committed his future there another couple of years and stuff like that. And, you do sort of feel that there is going to be an opportunity for him at some point if he wants to take it to sort of move up the levels, full-time teams and stuff like that and, and definitely take on that challenge. The reason that he's that he's so good is, is he obviously understands his own strengths and possibly the strengths of his staff around him and he'll never just employ yes-men around him, which is brilliant. He's brought in staff that are all that are all different, all think differently. Some are, are more sort of like really detail-orientated and like focus on analytics and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, seen one of the babies on the screen here but just you keep going that's brilliant um, and then others who are possibly more on the jovial side and all about like personal relationships with players she's probably more interested than me <laughs> um, so he'll definitely if he does get the opportunity there's like there's no doubt in my mind that he'll certainly go on and, and have some career in management that he'd be very proud of yeah, and you yourself you've played over yeah. 200 appearances and I know you've got your coach and work with Dundee United as well as playing for Montrose what are your aspirations longer term? Would you love to play full time? Or get, I know you did that with St. Johnson before you left, yeah. but what's your ambitions? It's one of these ones where when I left St. Johnson, I thought, right, here I go just down for a couple of years and bounce straight back up again. But during that time, I was I was really fortunate that, that, I, that I did my coaching badges early. I think, I mean, I was started sort of UEFA coaching licenses when I was sort of 21, 22. And, and once I started that, I really actually, I properly fell in love with coaching. Like I really, really enjoyed it. And just a couple of years sort of working community departments and, and all that sort of stuff. And then fortunate to get a full-time opportunity with St. Johnston to coach. Um, and then in 2019, moved over to Dundee United. I would have to say, if a full-time opportunity came up, it would have to be right. Um, it would have to be an opportunity that 
was sustainable, it was long term, it was not just like a one year deal or whatever, thing like that. Because my job at Dundee United is brilliant, love it, love the people I work with. It's a club that's got such a, a strong youth academy. There's players that I think are sitting just below the first team level at the moment that in a few years' time will be will be players that are sold for a, a chunk of money and certainly definitely representing the first team. So I do think that I could play full time. I certainly think I've got the, the ability and the drive to do that, but really enjoy my job at Dundee United. Probably not not short term, probably couldn't see myself moving on. Okay. I should mention I do have a two-year deal with Montrose. I don't want to just <laughs> leave them in the Irish. I will be there. Plugging himself. He's plugging himself in. <laughs> Josh, I want to bring you in again because I know this is a big summer for you off the pitch as well in terms of all being well, you becoming a dad. And just tell us about, given that we've got a dad with triplets on the call here and Liam will need to unmute himself again. But Josh, tell us how you're feeling about becoming dad. This is uh, what you've got to look forward to, mate. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's another one down here. Just God knows what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, like me and my me and my message box have been have been obviously like I'd message you definitely and said like watching Liam's videos in the in the morning. It's not going to be as wild as that. I saw your kind of review video where you found out whether it was going to be a boy or a girl. Fill us in on that. And is it definitely just one? Definitely just one. Um, like it was it was just a wee gender thing we done because obviously. That can't be there, so we decided to do it over over Zoom, and we're we're kind of glad we did because seeing like everybody's reaction in the, the Zoom call, obviously we got to record that and a wee video for us to look back on. So my message kind of put all that together, and she's she's done quite well. But June's an exciting time because obviously we've got the the wee man on the way, and we're meant to get the keys to our kind of first family home. So June June's shaping up to be um, a very good month, and, and can't wait. And England, Scotland as well. <laughs> When's it June? June. 29th of June. And what would your advice be, Liam? Tell us, give us in this last two and a half minutes, give us some advice from a dad of triplets. I don't know. I, I would honestly say just enjoy it all because it does go so quick. Like it will, it is so tough at times, but it goes it goes so fast and there are no there are no babies or kids long. They're only small ones, Josh, son, so you enjoy it all. I hear you, mate. I hear you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and Andrew, tell us, um, just as we get towards the end, you've got, it is Falkirk away, I think, on Saturday for you guys. How excited will you be when it's 2.55 in the afternoon and, and the guys are all walking out onto the park there? Just so grateful. Like, that's one thing that probably this lockdown and the lockdown before it probably cheered me, like, Used to be one of these guys be proper nervous before games, like imagining the worst case scenario possible. But this Saturday will probably be just grateful, happy to be on the pitch playing with teammates again. Hopefully, it never gets taken away from us. So it will be proper excitement. And and James, what's what's in line for our growth this weekend? Uh, we've got Hearts at home on Saturday, so obviously it's a tough game. But no, obviously we're we're quite strong at home at Gayfield, and we'll hopefully switch the win machine on as well, which will uh, give us a little little, little bit of an advantage. But um, no. Like I said, if, if we can, you know, we're confident we can take points out of it. It's crunch time of the of the season now, and every every game. Squeaky bum time! It's squeaky bum time. <laughs> like I said, Liam, there's four, five teams, not just us. No, see, be honest, actually, the Oilers. I think it's the bigger clubs that I'll feel a wee bit more than than what, like, say, I mean, we are we're expected to be down there. There's no so-called pressure on us. It's the clubs that that maybe thought they'd be challenging at the, the other end and getting to the playoffs that. They might start to feel it a wee bit more. I'm in their heads. I'm getting in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening to The Pyramid, a Scottish football podcast where we shine the light on life at clubs across the SPFL. 
plus many more in the Highland League, Lowland League and beyond. Grateful to Livingston midfielder Josh Mullen, Montrose defender Andrew Steves, our Broth midfielder James Cregan and Aloha striker Liam Buchanan for joining me, Kenny Crawford. And we hope you'll tune in to the Pyramid again next time. Please do spread the word and follow us, if you can, on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod.